If you don't have that human side to you, this is not for you. Hey, you know what? Here, here's this card. Here, call Black Diamond. Here, call Millie. They're gonna take care of everything for you. Not only is it just so much easier for the client, but frankly, it makes me look like a rock star. And 99.9% .9 of the time, what do insureds do? They turn off the, the fans. I mean, I think you said it added value. Besides the fact that I asked you to add value right off the bat and bam, did you do that? We wanna be an advocate for the consumer. So we will support all PAs, this entire industry that is for the client and the client most importantly. So the transparency is like huge. It used to be sort of frowned upon in our industry where if an adjuster and adjuster was emailing back and forth, like nobody else should be involved. Like, no. I love storm chasing. I love the adrenaline rush. When, when you told me the idea, like I said, I was just like mind blown. This is fantastic. Uh, but our passion and what we focus on is taking them out of the comfort of their home to putting them in the comfort of a temporary home so that the public adjuster we've got all kinds of crap hoarders being chased by dogs getting bit by dogs falling off roofs like all kinds of stuff on today's episode of the claims game podcast we're talking ale that's additional living expenses and a service that could basically help you put your client in a place while their home is getting put uh, back together again really amazing thing after a catastrophic loss we're talking to Millie Varela of Black Diamond Housing Services and it's an incredible company an incredible service that they provide to your clients after a catastrophic loss or if there's intense mold damage inside of your house but they could they could find a place for, to stay a uh, hotel Airbnb and they could even have uh, a mobile home portable uh, housing place that they could take to your home on your property so that you could still be on the property while the house is, while the claim is being worked on and while the house is getting repaired. Really amazing service. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Claims Game Podcast where we speak to my good friend Millie, uh, where she where she tells you basically all these crazy stories and all these amazing things that happened throughout her time uh, working the uh, Hurricane Ida over in Louisiana and how we basically look forward to really working together because again, tremendous service that's going to make you look like a superhero as an advocate for the insured. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Claims Game Podcast. Let's get this thing started right now. Welcome to the Claims Game Podcast with Vince Perry. Get all the tips you need from insurance claim advocates and professionals and grow your public adjusting career to the next level. And now the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry. All right, we are here. Listen up, advocates, whether you're a public adjuster, contractor, or an attorney, if you have a client that has suffered any kind of catastrophic loss, whether that be by fire or storm or just any catastrophic loss that requires your client to have to move out and incur ALE and loss of use coverage, you need to think about looking at Black Diamond Services. This is an incredible idea for a service that I think is extremely valuable and I've actually personally used uh, for my clients myself. Basically what they do is they provide all of the necessary money that need is, is needed to be done for the homeowner uh, to go and move to another place, whether that be a hotel or another home or whatever it is, they basically bill through their insurance policies loss of use coverage and basically they provide financial assistance so that the insured never has to incur any out-of-pocket expenses it's an amazing service I love the people at Black Diamond Services especially Millie Varela if you just contact her and contact Black Diamond Services I'm telling you they're gonna take care of your climate clients like you wouldn't believe I personally have a client who 
suffered a fire damage and had to use their ALE coverage. And all we did was refer them to Black Diamond. Our clients did not have to come out of pocket a single penny. Black Diamond provided all of the financial um, uh, money and they provided the actual location for the homeowner to stay. Amazing service. Contact Black Diamond Services today so you could find out more information for yourself. We are here for another Claims Game podcast. And I'm very excited, very excited about this podcast because not only am I here with a beautiful woman, but a beautiful, intelligent, smart woman that has an amazing service that she and her company provide. So before I get into it, Millie, how are you doing? Thank you so much, Vince. That's a great intro. And I think more than what I deserve. So, but thank you. Uh, No, no. (laughs) <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. I mean, I think you have such a great service that you guys provide. I remember when we first met, I think you were at the booth, right? At wind. Actually, we yes. were just talking about wind and it was at wind when we first met and you were explaining to me the service and I'm just like, that's such a great idea. So explain it to me. I yeah. want to hear all about black diamond uh, housing services. Absolutely. So yes. Um, I'm Millie. I, I'm one of the, uh, I'm the marketing and business development director here at Black Diamond, and we specialize in temporary housing solutions. And it's a, it's a niche that I feel like a lot of people nationwide have no idea on how to utilize it. And a lot of the times, uh, you know, clients go on without even knowing that they have that coverage. Um, so I'm a huge advocate in informing not only the industry, but also the consumer. And so what we specialize in is bridging the financial gap um, for the insured against the carrier. And so we want to be an added value to the industry and the consumer by incurring any costs related to temporary relocations. So not only do we pay for it, but we also find them a like kind and quality housing option. And really, we we have a variety of housing options from rental homes to extended stays. We have agreements with, um, you know, large chains, hotel chains that we're able to book them for extended amount of time if need be. Uh, but our passion and what we focus on is taking them out of the comfort of their home to putting them in the comfort of a temporary home so that it doesn't the transition isn't as impactful for the family. And so we've been focusing on, you know, always having a, a vast network of, of um, catastrophic storms, we developed RVs and our RVs are not, you know, some raggedy RVs or brand new RVs when they're delivered. Most of them have still have the brand new stickers. Um, rarely do we use RVs twice. Uh, A lot of the times we have options where clients during a hurricane, because they have to stay in them for such a long period of time, uh, they've also considered keeping them. And so that's that's also been a great option for them. Uh, Not only have we housed them, um, but we also give them an allowance. So depending on what their ALE coverage is, we understand that during a time like this, they don't have access to their kitchen. They don't have access, you know, to their day-to-day um, utilities. And so we're able to give them an allowance where they can get back on their feet. Or if they've incurred expenses, um, we're able to reimburse them as long as they they provide us receipts, bank statements, screenshots, whatever it is. Because I know sometimes when you're running around in a situation like this, you you lose stuff. So bank statements will do it. Uh, screenshots. I've had clients 
that have purchased you like uh, ordered through Uber Eats, they send us those screenshots as long as we can see the date um, that it's post loss. And so that's that's what we do. Um, and we want to be an added value, like I said, to public adjusters, restoration companies. I think it's so important to have somebody like us on your side because we're able to move the claim along fairly quickly. Um, and restoration companies can get in and get out without having to kind of work around families. Well, I mean, I think you said an added value. Besides the fact that I asked you to add value right off the bat, and bam, did you do that? but the added value is huge like it's 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 a part of the policy that i would say a lot of public adjusters and even contractors uh they don't really want to deal with because of a couple of reasons uh one of the reasons um is it's just it's it's complicated um you have to sort of if you want to do it yourself, you have to try to find them a place to stay. You have to keep track of all these bills and everything like that. So that becomes difficult. Number one, number two, usually, well, all the time, a client does not need ALE unless the house is unlivable. And if the house is unlivable, that means chances are they have suffered a catastrophic loss that's going to be very detrimental to their health and to their family for at least a short period of time. And it's a lot of pressure Take it from someone like me who I care too much sometimes about my clients and it hurts your heart when you like, what do I do with my client? Like, where do I put them? And then you tell them, by the way, it's an incurred expense. So you're going to have to come out of pocket before you could even get this money back. And I'll do my best to try to get you this money back, but you have to come out of pocket. So for someone like me to say, hey, you know what? Here, here's this card. Here, call Black Diamond. Here, call Millie. They're going to take care of everything for you. Not only is it just so much easier for the client, but frankly, it makes me look like a rock star. <laughs> and exactly. And that's what I always tell, um, you know, like, like you said, PAs, contractors, restoration companies. I'm like, you, you do what you do best, but doing what you do best and then adding a resource that literally changes their well-being during, during this stressful process you're going to look amazing yeah. because they're not, they're going to thank us. Yeah. But they're going to thank you because you put them on to us. And just to piggyback off of what you said earlier, you know, most of the time when you think of Ailey, you think of only catastrophic, but that's not necessarily true. For example, if a client has fans, who fans running all day, all night, and they have respiratory issues or they have children or they simply just can't sleep at night. Let me ask you something. Were those fans there prior to the damage? Obviously not. Right? So because of it, we can justify to the carrier that this is not a livable situation. Coming from, you know, today's world, right? Where we're, we're in a pandemic, people are working from home. That interrupts their day to day. So that alone allows us to say, hey, my this insured is working from home and he cannot take calls. He cannot or she cannot work from home with eight fans going off. Of course not. And 99.9% of the time, what do insureds do? They turn off the, the fans, right. which also delays the work, right? So it's it's those little things that can make the, the bigger difference. In, in, in a sense of a claim, time is, a, is of essence. And so 
if getting the client out of the home is going to buy everyone time and allow us to move on this plane quickly, why wouldn't we do it? So just to summarize all of that, even minor damages will be able to tap into ALE. I've got good news for you. Tell me. (laughs) I've got a referral for you. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I've got this client. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing, right? Apparently, she called a plumber and she found out that her supply line is leaking like 700 gallons a day, something like that, underneath wow. the slab. When they pulled out the stove or the range, they noticed a ton of water damage behind the stove or the range. When she called water mitigation, they also called a mold company out. This is before I got it. I literally just got involved yesterday. They called mm-hmm. a mold company out, and apparently, there's like mold spores everywhere like all over her clothes, all over her contents, all over her house, inside of her duct. And she noticed that she started to get sick now. Boom. There you go. We got to call Black Diamond. Yeah. And as you know, for you, Vince, as a PA, it is so important for us to to know those details, right? Do they have uh, health issues? Do they have respiratory issues? Um, Are there smaller children? Anything and everything that, that anybody that brings us onto a claim even restoration companies, because there are restoration companies that dig a little deeper and like find out information about their clients. And so those details help us navigate through the approval process. Like nothing, you know, very, very fast, seamless with no issues. And the facts are the facts, right? I've even had a client, I've even had um, a restoration companies provide me medical reports that the client has respiratory issues. So we submit that and whether they approve it or not, we have valid facts that will open up ALE coverage. And what is a, what is the insurance company? This is not a common service. Obviously you are, when, when you told me the idea, like I said, I was just like, mind blown. This is fantastic. What is it like when you contact or when someone or you reach out to the insurance company and they're just like, what, what do you do? Are they usually surprised? So at first, yes. Um, Yes and no, because there are other companies, but they're geared towards the carrier. When we came on to this first party industry, wanted we, we knew one thing and we had one thing clear was we want to be an advocate for the consumer. So we will support all PAs, this entire industry that is for the client and the client most importantly. So we never, our mindset was never like, oh, let's work for the carrier. We want to advocate for the client. And when we speak to the carriers now, fast forward, and we've been doing this for, for a few years now. Well, we've been in business for 12 years as a whole, but we were in the first par- um, personal injury space. And then we came on to the first party world. Since we've been in that first party world, we are not necessarily, you know, advocating for the insurance, but we want to, we want to have an amicable relationship with them. I so can understand. We, Trust me. Yeah. I can understand. <laughs> so we built a good reputation with the carriers. Our, our, you know, our fees are very reasonable. Um, they don't question our bills and they understand that the type of housing that we're providing is legitimate. Like there's nothing that they can say or use against us. Yes. They'll give pushback on like paying, you know, our invoices here and there, but for the most part, thankfully, and I'll knock on wood, <laughs> um, we've had, we've had a, a good, you know, manageable relationship with carriers because at the end of the day, it's, it's about the facts. And when we come on to them, we're not like, oh, this client needs housing because they have a roof. No, we show them pictures. We, a little insight of us to who, who are um, 
employees are is we hired independent adjusters or insurance adjusters that worked for the carrier. So they understand the lingo. And when they're speaking to them, you know, it's the lingo and it's the lingo and knowing what to provide them to sort of make their jobs easier. Like I'm sure the people you have handling a lot of this know, Hey, I need this receipt. I need this document, not because I need it just for anything. If they're not going to be able to do anything unless we show them a photo of this or we show them this piece of, uh, of documentation. You know, we just need to show them everything. Correct. Yeah. And there are times, and that's what I tell, you know, uh, the, the clients that I work with, you know, the PAs that I work with and, and, and other contractors is when we call you and ask you for information, it's not because we're being a pain, you know, it's just because we, we genuinely need that information right. to prove a point. Um, and I always tell them, just be patient. Like if my, if, if our underwriters, we call them underwriters, if our underwriters reach out to you to obtain information, just provide it to them, you know, anything and everything helps. So it probably helps to work with a good, responsible public adjusting firm too, that's going to provide you with all the documentation you need to get what you need for the client. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. A million dollar question, or I don't know how much actually, uh, I think a question probably a lot of people are asking that if you don't mind answering, how do you guys get paid? Does it go under the ALE coverage? Is it billed separately on top? How does that work? So it, it goes, when we build a carrier, we, we put our overhead and, and, our, and our invoice states, this is our service fee for what we do. Um, it comes out of the ALE. And that's why we try to always, one of the things that I like to say is policies that have 10,000 or under is not ideal for us because we want to help you. We don't want to hurt your client, right? right. Um, our fees can range anywhere from $300 to 2,500 and 2,500 is like something that's long-term a year and high-end housing. But on average, our fees can range from like $500 to $800. Um, and the carrier has no issue paying it. I mean, they see it in our invoice. It's not like we hide it with, you know, housing or whatever. Um, it's it's there and they have no issue. And we tell the clients. One thing that we're very passionate about is being transparent with all parties involved. Like, obviously, we're a business and we don't work for free. Um and because our fees are so reasonable, we've never had issues with the carriers paying us as well. Do you provide, the docu- are- do you provide all the d- same documentation to the client as well? So they have a record also? Correct. Yeah. So they're CC, they're actually CC'd in all the correspondence that we have That's with we the insured. Yeah. We don't want, we're not trying to, you know, uh, hide any information or hide, hide our process. If anything, it helps us because the client knows that we're actively working on their claim. And when we first, we initially get the the request, they're automatically CC'd. So if the carrier is not responding to what we're asking for, the client is aware. So it's not like we're leaving them in the dark and they're like, why haven't you guys called me or why isn't it not approved? We could say, hey, refer back to the email thread. You'll be aware of everything. The transparency is like huge. It used to be sort of frowned upon in our industry where if an adjuster and adjuster was emailing back and forth, like nobody else should be involved. Like, no, like a few years ago, I stopped that completely. I said, we're going to copy the client on every single correspondence that we send because we want to keep them up to date. Number one, number two, I hate when they come to me like uh, a month into it. Hey, have you guys done anything for our claim? You have no idea what we've done for your claim. So now it's like, no, 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 they're going to make, I'm going to make sure they're aware that we're actually working our asses off behind the scenes to try to get your, uh, get your claim paid. Absolutely. And I, I think that's so important. It's important because we know sometimes there are clients that have a million questions and that is okay. You know, that works very well. And then there are clients that 
they can care less on what it is that you're speaking about with the carrier. But at least they know. At least they know that you're actively working on the claim. And they're not right. like, why are you guys charging your fee? Did you see the email thread? Right. Do you see how many calls we've attempted? And, and you know, all of the logistics that go behind even finding a house. Uh, we have like a separate department that just finds houses. We have a separate company that is servicing all the RVs that we currently have. We have tons of RVs out right now in Louisiana from Ida. And we still have RVs from Laura from last year. So wow. then we have that department that is constantly sending servicing requests. I mean, there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes and it's not that simple. So like when I see a PA or somebody taking on ALE, doing it the right way is costly yeah. and it's a lot of work. Yeah, no, thank you. What are the logistics like? So when do you provide housing? When do you provide the RV? Like, how do you know which one to provide? I'm assuming after something catastrophic, like in Louisiana, there's not going to be much housing even available. So that's when you would do the RV? Yeah. So it depends. The distance has a lot to do with it. So we tailor it to the client's need. Most clients, and I've worked already two hurricanes in the, in the state of Louisiana, their, their culture is more, they don't want to leave their home, right? Even if their home is a disaster for looting purposes, et cetera, or just like day-to-day, -day, you know. Community. Right. At least with the RV, they could stay on their property. We deliver them to their driveway, uh... plug it up to, to um, their water. And if, if, they, if we can plug into their sewage, then we'll plug into their sewage. If not, then they come out and they service it. Um, but as well, they need to have power. We can't put any RVs on, on generators for clients. It's just a huge liability. Right. And, but there are times where during the Hurricane Ida after aftermath, we decided they were like, we don't want an RV. We want an apartment or a house. And we're like, okay, well, we need to be realistic. And anything within a 10 mile radius is not available. So you would have to have a bit of a drive. And they were fine with it. So in situations like that, it, we really want to personalize it to the client's need. Same thing as, as in Florida. If you go like north of Orlando or even in the Orlando surrounding areas, you have a bigger property, you have bigger lots. There are clients that are like, we don't want to leave our house, deliver an RV, and then at least we'll go in and out of the house to grab a few things here and there if they need, um, if it's if it's doable, right? If there's like massive mold, then they won't go in the home, but right. it just really depends on what they, they prefer. And then housing, if there's a client that has a three, two with a pool, that's what we'll look for. We'll always aim to look for like kind and quality. I was like just going to get there. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. We always try to, like I said, we don't like altering the, the change as much. Um, we want to make a, a, a nice transition into the temporary home. So we tried to have it, you know, like, like kind of quality. But by, by like kind of quality, you also need to make sure that you're staying within the ALE limit so that they don't go beyond that also. Exactly. Exactly. And then we run into situations where we tell them they're like, Oh, could I get an allowance like recovers for whatever they've expensed when they have a limiting coverage? We, we give them the option. We say, Hey, We'll reimburse your coverage is not much. And we break it down. We're like, if this is how much it's going to cost for housing, and this is the remainder. We can put it into housing so that your house for a longer period, 
Or if you want that difference, we'll give it to you, you know, as an allowance. So we'll always talk with the client and and let them know, like, this is what we could do. These are your options. Choose them. Choose whichever is best for you. Choose wisely. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and you could think about it. I could think of another question, but what's, uh, what's like, uh, you have any crazy stories, any interesting, any interesting stories that you could think about, about moving somebody into a house or, cause I know we've got, I mean, as a public adjuster, we've got all kinds of crap hoarders being chased by dogs, getting bit by dogs, falling off roofs, like all kinds of stuff. Like, is there anything that you could remember? Like in one of these catastrophes that you had to deal with where moving somebody to someplace else, like pets and stuff that leads me to actually another question, like pets. If you can't think of a story, like how do you deal with pets too? You have to make sure you find a pet friendly place, right? What about putting pets in a in an actual facility? Do you yes. do that too? Yeah, we do that too. Thankfully, um, we haven't had to do a lot of that because a lot of our housing options, we always make sure that they accept animals. Um, I ha- and I have two dog stories, actually. I mean, there's a lot of stories. You I know. That's why but- you were talking about all this. I'm just like, man, she must have some really good stories. I'm going <laughs> to ask her for a story. So... One story, well, first story is um, it was a Super Bowl and it, when it happened in Miami. And Super Bowl weekend, we got a call. A client had seven pa- seven dogs and he <laughs> needed to move out like yesterday. And I love my team, honestly. They're like, they don't stop until they're done. And we knew how important it was. It was for the client to move out. It, we knew how important it was for, you know, the PA that had referred that client and they were, and he was like, please like just house her. She can't spend one more day there, etc." Everything was booked. And it was, she lived in Miami. Everything, everything was booked. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they pulled it off. And within 24 hours that the insured was housed with all of her seven dogs. I think it was like seven or eight. I don't know. It was like a ridiculous number, but they were housed. She sends us a letter, a two-page writ- handwritten letter to thank us and that she couldn't believe that we pulled this off and that she is now in a safe place with her eight dogs. She ended up being a vet, a veteran. And those were all emotional support dogs. <gasps> no, no, no. It was, we were all reading the letter. We're like, <laughs> we're like tearing so that's awesome it's those moments right and then the second story i was in lake charles during the um after laura hurricane laura and there is this this lady she was elderly she had no family members and here she is a fully gutted house we delivered an rv and one of our intake specialists built this like really special bond with her where she would call her every single day at 5 30 and it was just lonely. I had come back and I went to visit her. And it was like during the time where COVID was like at its peak. And she's like sick and she was like not sure what it was. Happened to be that it was like all the mold that she was living in. in her Yes, house. it's a big deal. I went through construction in my own house, not even mold, just construction. I felt depressed for like a week and everybody's like, that's what it is. But continue. Sorry. Absolutely. And so I go, I visit her. I end up walking her dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's like these moments where you're like, if you don't have that human side to you, this is not for you. You can't. You can't go into like after catastrophic storms, deal with people who are heartbroken, 
who to just and there's more to getting a claim signed, right? There's more to what we do day in and day out. There's more to you obtaining, recovering more than what they could. There's more to me housing them. It's that human side that sticks with you forever. And after I walked her dogs, I go back in. She ended up like giving me a gift card for how like thankful she was and it's just like those things that I'll never forget that experience. And here I am in the RV helping her clean her RV. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm like, this, and I, and I thought about it, like, this is not part of my job, but you know what? This is part of being a human. Yep. This is a part, this is something that I'm going to take away for the rest of my life. That could be my grandma. Mm-hmm. Right. And so these moments made me realize that we need to be more human. We need to be more compassionate when we're dealing with our clients. When our clients are yelling at us in the phone and frustrated, and it's more about how they're feeling internally than what they're actually projecting onto you. And what they're going through. One of our core values in our company that we have to remind ourselves is customer compassion. Because a lot of times we have so many clients, we have so many claims, and sometimes we just treat it as a claim number. And when the client gets upset about something, I know I'm guilty of it. I almost like sort of like get upset too. Like, why are you so mad? We're doing whatever we have to do. Relax. Stop Mm -hmm. bothering me. And then you have to take a step back and just be like, wait a minute. You know, they're going through a lot. They've got mold in their house or, you know, whatever the case may be. And we need to have some customer compassion. But you remind, you reminded me of Frances Gaynor, Frances (laughs) Gaynor, 88 years old. She's no longer with us anymore. So I could probably say her name, Mr. Gaynor, uh, the son, if he's listening, I doubt it, but you know, I visited her. She suffered uh, Irma damage and she lived by herself uh, Mm -hmm. in a big ass house in uh, Old Cutler. And I visited every single Thursday, every week, like on my calendar. I had I would have my B&I meeting in the morning. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I wasn't too far from there, my B&I meeting was in Dadeland. So Old Cutler is like, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes away. Every every Thursday I had it in my calendar. I would just go visit her. And I would just go see her and I would sit there and talk with her. And sometimes we talk about the claim. Sometimes we wouldn't. I mean, the claims process was moving. We did everything we had to do. Uh, but it was for that claim lasted a little while. It actually ended up in litigation because I had to keep visiting her every Thursday. Um, but it was nice. You know, she'd always make me cookies or she'd have some there or something. Some, she would have sometimes a little bit of lunch for me to eat. And, you know, it's like exactly what you're saying. You have to it, you have to have like a human touch. I mean, these are people who are going through a lot and some of them are elderly people people who are alone and they have no one else to talk to. And a lot of times you ever talk to a client for like an hour and it's just, you could just tell it's because they have nobody else to talk to. 100%. It's, it's part of the job. It's what we have to do. And, and we may be like, okay, I just, I just spent an hour speaking to a client, but it's like that hour changes everything. That hour makes that difference. And that leads you to, you know, them telling their friends and their family. And it's, it's just like that minor effort Cause I'm not, we're not speaking of a lot of effort. We're, we're speaking about minor effort that makes the, the difference long-term, you know, because that one seed that you planted mm-hmm. will harvest many other claims in the future. I think it's karma too. It's karma. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. How, how do it. you like, how did you like dealing with um, a catastrophe like in Louisiana? Because like, I just know, and did you go? Yes. So like, I remember my biggest like aha moment of just like, holy crap, this is like serious stuff that we're dealing with was Irma wasn't a big deal. Irma was like a category two. So it wasn't like, 
it wasn't catastrophic, but when I went to Panama City for Hurricane Michael and I just looked around, I was just like, this is this is brutal. Or I went there for two weeks in the beginning and I didn't sign a single claim because I felt guilty signing a claim. And all I was doing was emptying houses, putting tarps up and emptying more houses and putting more tarps up and helping churches. I helped three local churches hand out food, hand out water, hand out all kinds of stuff. And it's just uh, it's a tough experience. And there's a, to all you storm chasers out there, like I admire you guys just for even doing that. It's a tough, tough job because it hurts the heart. It hurts, you know, it pulls on your heartstrings. No, it really it really does. Um, my first storm was Laura in Lake Charles. Same thing. The first yeah. week I was like, what is this? Like, That's I crazy. feel so bad for these people because I mean. We come from a state that has hurricanes, but I've never experienced such thing. Like I've, and on top of that, you're speaking about a state that has been getting hit back to back to back. And it's like, they can't get a break. I know. And it's like destruction on top of destruction. So it's terrible. And and when I go, my very first hurricane, I'm like, Wow, waterworks. I mean, I cry all the time, anyways. Like, crazy. When I'm, <laughs> I cry all the time when I'm, I'm gonna try to make you cry before the end of the show. Because, no. <laughs> because to me, it's like I'm a people's person, and just seeing them go through this is it's heartbreaking. Like, I can't hold back my tears. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so when I went, I was like, at first, I felt like you, I felt sort of guilty for even knocking on a door and saying, Hey, we can help you. Right. Because I'm like, what I, how would I react if I get a door knock and I'm going through a major situation? This is, this is my livelihood. This is my house. And, you know, and you, I potentially lost it. But when I went back to hurricane, obviously then you end up warming up to it and, and, you know, you build up to it. But this time around when I was in, in New Orleans, after Hurricane Ida, I knew the value that our service holds. It was different. It was like something clicked in my head. And I'm like, they need me, right? They're not going to see me as an, intr an intruder that's trying to, you know, get a claim. I'm offering a service that in this. That, that what? So, Say that again. You said, because you froze up there. You said, are you oh. offering a service that? that they need most. They need somewhere to lay their head at night and feel safe. And so I honestly, after Hurricane Ida, and I had the, the right team in place, I, I, I went in with, you know, other companies. So you have a tighter circle and a tighter network too. But I was like, I'm not stopping until the, my job here is done. And it was like, we would take on neighborhoods and sign up 50 claims in one neighborhood. You know, sign up and then you and then the, seeing these RVs being delivered and lining up That's in the same cool. neighborhood. It's so it's such a gratifying like feeling. And then we would go back to see how everything was and just seeing how how grateful they were and how their whole life just changed with a simple RV. You know, most of us are like, I don't want to live in an RV. Well, considering the situation, I mean, a RV right. is awesome. Right. But you don't think about these things unless right. you experience them. And so 
I love storm chasing. I love the adrenaline rush. I love seeing people having this like feeling of gratitude, seeing them, you know, having no hope to now having so much hope is it's, it's a feeling that I don't, I wouldn't give up. I mean, not yet. (laughs) Maybe one day I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel for storm chasing, but I enjoy it. I love, I love seeing people recover after something so impactful. That's awesome. Do you feel like you found your calling? Like, this is like, this is like what you love to do. You know, I love working at black diamond. I truly do that. There hasn't been a day that I have woken up and I've had changes throughout different ventures throughout black diamond. But I think that once I found, once we found this, this, this niche of ALE, I, I thrive, I thrive in it. I love it because we are truly changing people's lives in a moment of despair. That is awesome. There's not too many people that you could talk to and they've actually found their calling and something that they want to do. Because I think one of the biggest things, I think if you really want to make your life actually worthwhile is having the ability to give back. And there's too many, there's too many occupations and there's too many things that people do where that's not really the main focal point. What you do for a living is that your main focal point is literally, is literally putting somebody in a home when they have no home. And it's quite commendable that you have not only found yourself a passion project and a passion career, but your passion career is actually literally built towards helping others. And what you're doing is, uh, is just an amazing service and, and is, is phenomenal. Did I, did I get you? I'm trying to make you cry. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. And and what makes it more exciting too, is obviously working for the consumer and, and helping them and, and being that, that light of hope, but also people like yourself, Vince, it's, it's connecting with people like you that are like-minded, that want to make the difference in this industry, that, that promotes doing things the right way, promotes focusing on the bigger picture versus you know just chasing the next dollar, right? You are truly impacting the industry for the right reasons. And you know, I, it's, it's an honor to be on this podcast. It's an honor to know someone like you. And there are other people in this industry that have the same passion and drive. And I think that as long as we we are all working together, we're all like-minded and we're all, you know, on the same journey with maybe the same destination, but on different paths. But as long as we're all loving what we do and doing it for the right reasons, success is going to come regardless. Well, I think it's good too that we continue to sort of work together and grow together as well. Like that's one of the one of the one of the greatest things that I've gotten from all of this is meeting people like you, meeting like-minded people who they don't care, like you said, about just chasing the dollar and getting another claim. Like you have to put the customer focus first. If you have the customer first, I do feel that the more you help, the money just comes. It just sort of comes. Like sometimes I feel like now nah, I'm in a good place in my career where I've got a lot of checks coming in and this and that. But it was never really my main focus. Of course, I need to make money. But, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I never run out of money as long as I know what I'm doing is good. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Same, same. I, and that's exactly how I feel. And I, I think that as long as people have that mentality, number one, you have to love what you do. And, yes. and, do it, it, and if you love what you do, you're going to do it for the right reasons, right? But two, just focusing on 
on what matters most. Exactly. Tell me about, before we finish this, tell me more about how people can get in contact with you, uh, all of the contact information, website, social media and stuff. And after you answer that question, I do have one more follow-up question. Oh, we froze up there. You got me? Okay. You got me? (laughs) All right, we're good. So how can people contact you, Millie? Uh, Okay, so how can you contact me? You can contact me via LinkedIn, Millie Varela, Milagros Varela. Uh, Our website is bdhousingservices.com. My email is milagros at bdhousingservices.com. And you can also call me on my direct line. It's 561-503-6995. What is on the horizon for Millie Varela? What is, it's January, everybody's got their resolutions, but I don't want to know just about your resolutions. I want to know what your vision is. Where do you see yourself? Um, if that's Black Diamond, whatever it is, I want to know, like, where is it? Where, what, what's, what's on the horizon for Millie? What's, what's, what's next? This year truly is a year of growth for, for me personally, professionally. Um, we started out the year with three new employees in my department, so I'm stoked about it. Um, we have different uh, ventures. One of them is obviously uh, temporary housing. We just ventured into uh, purchasing invoices for contractors and, well, to be exact, mold assessors and, and leak detection companies. But we're going to continue to expand so that we can, again, our focus is being a value to everyone we do business with. And so our service is is capital and we try to create cash flow for these companies because we understand that in this industry, cash flow is a big deal, uh, especially when you're taking on multiple jobs and claims. I've been getting calls about that. I've been getting sales calls from companies. Hey, we can buy out your claim and we can buy this out. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So what we're focusing on, like I said, is is mold assessments and leak detections. And basically, we're their back office. Um, A lot of these companies are smaller companies. And I mean, not to knock on them, but you're good at what you're good at. And dealing with the carrier is not an easy task. So what we offer them is, We'll purchase all of your invoices or however many you would like to sell to us, and we will bill for you. You'll get paid out every Friday, mm-hmm. and we'll take on getting paid when we get paid by the carrier. But basically, they just sell all our invoice, all of their invoices. We purchase them. They know exactly what we purchase, and then they never have to worry about it. So they 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 have continuous uh, cash flow for for their business. Without having to deal with with care um, with the carriers, we have turned cash uh, companies into insurance companies without them even making one phone call to the carrier. So it's wow. exciting to see this transition of, you know, a, a small mom and pop company with the mentality of no, we'll just deal with the with the client themselves. But do you prefer chasing a client for a couple hundred bucks, or do you want to make more money for an insurance claim, right? And not even have to deal with the insurance. So it's exciting to see the revenue that they're 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 making by utilizing our service. And we get calls. We started doing this about six, seven months ago, and we get calls, and they're like, "We opened up another uh, section of our company because we've been able to create more cash flow with you guys, or we're we've we've hired 
X amount of, of uh, employees, thankfully, you know, to the cash flow that we've obtained with, with Black Diamond. And so my goal for this year is to grow that, that area of our business, continue to expand nationwide um, for ALE and, and being able to go out to massive cat storms and continue to do that. I think most importantly is being more active on online, you know, being more active and being able to talk to, like I was t- speaking to you earlier with PAs from different states, which I've been able to do so and creating more of that brand recognition for Black Diamond as a whole. I love it. I think that's awesome. Well, as you know, I'm a firm believer. I'm a huge advocate for your advocacy. You know that. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I will be referring you as often as I can. Remind me as soon as we get off, I have a claim for you in Miami. And um, again, Millie, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you are a busy woman. Uh, I appreciate it. And we will talk soon. Thank you so much, Vin. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure being on your podcast, but also working with you and I look forward to this 2022 together. Yes. All right. See you later. All right. Take care. Thank you.